This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Australians are living longer than ever before. It's projected that the number of Australians aged over 85 years will triple from 500,000 in 2018-19 to more than 1.5 million by 2058. And with advanced age, of course, comes greater challenges for aged care. Over two years, the Royal Commission into Aged Care considered more than 10,000 submissions and came up with 148 recommendations to improve aged care in Australia. Hammond Care is one of Australia's most respected providers of aged care and dementia care. Former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird is the new CEO of Hammond Care and he joins us to share what has been learned from this Royal Commission. Good morning, Mike. Great to have you with us. Thanks, Fred. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. So from your reading of the report, is this a sector in crisis? What the report does is it highlights very clearly some of the shortcomings. And and yes, over a long period of time, there's been significant events and examples highlighted that are totally unacceptable. The sector is stretched, it is challenged, and our workers are fatigued. Uh, And it is a system that I think needs further support, needs new direction, um, and uh, overall, it needs rejuvenation because it's such an important thing. Um, Day in, day out... I see some incredible work that our sort of workers are doing, not just with us at Hammondcare, but across the sector. Mm. And we can't lose that. You know, there is some great work being done, notwithstanding the shortcomings and the challenges and the examples we've seen. We can't lose sight of the great job our workers are currently doing, but they need further support and the sector needs further support. So, yes, there are huge challenges and uh, the report uh, aims to address those. So the report made 148 recommendations. What do you regard as some of the most important recommended changes? Look, I think there's an onus of accountability that needs to be had by providers. You know, I think that too often uh, people have just been saying, well, we need more money and, uh, you know, that, that'll fix everything. Well, yes, that, that will help, but ultimately accountable uh, providers have to be accountable for their performance and how they are delivering the care they should be and be transparent with that. Um, So the recommendation about a a star system, increased accountability by providers, I I totally support. So I think you've got to start with that. There's a responsibility for what you're doing and and accountability for that and transparent in terms of sharing it. You know, if you have a loved one that's about to go into care, you want to be able to benchmark who is providing the best care and and how is that presented in a way that you can easily understand? There is a star system used in the US, and actually the, the higher-rated um, residential facilities uh, were the ones that actually performed much better in COVID. So there's a, there's a real onus on us to be accountable for performance and be able to provide that information to those who'll be choosing where their loved ones go. Um, so I think that's important. The, the other sort of positive that's come through, I think, is the desire for a cottage design uh, to be the future. Now, that was something that the Hammond Care started almost 25 years ago. That is that, you know, residential facilities are based on a on a cottage, on a home design, trying to replicate that as much as possible. Kitchen in the middle, smaller style, community, family, home-based um, care. And that's something we really um, support and think is strong. On the, the other side, there is direction in relation to pay and to me this is the most important thing you know our sort of care workers I think are totally undervalued they're underpaid and they're undertrained and how are we going to attract 
um, the staff we need on the growth that you've articulated. There's this huge growth in need in aged care. Uh, we're going to be unable to attract the workers if we don't provide the right sort of wages, the right sort of in training, and just as importantly, the value. You know, we just have to value them. It's an incredible job um, that they do. Um, but at the moment, um, the pay is well short of sort of comparable sectors such as NDIS or health. And, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed. There's directions um, that are given in, in the recommendations, but I'm not explicit enough and it needs to be stronger. So I think that's important. And clearing the wait list in home care, that was an important initiative. The question is the timing. You know, how quickly can we clear that as a sector? The recommendation to clear it is obviously one that we fully support, but we also want to make sure that we can do it and do it well. So, you know, that's the other sort of... Uh, consideration in it. So uh, some good things, um, but obviously there's others that um, we have some more work to do. Mm. So they're, they're sort of things that I guess you can work on within the system as well. But one of the, the stress points is always the transition from a client being in their own home to being in some form of care or how they um, sort of move into the system. And you mentioned waiting lists is one problem, but it, it's also just a very distressing and difficult time for a lot of families and it's hard to access care. It doesn't seem to be a simple pathway. Is that something that this report looked at as well, how people actually access care and move into it? Yeah, it, 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 there is. Yeah, no, it does, it does talk about, you know, the, the accessibility and making that easier and, mm. you know, shift more to kind of a, a customer mindset. And I think sort of companies are well used to, you know, customer experience and journeys in terms of the ease of engaging, the explanation, the documentation. Um, but I think the big thing here is there's, it has operated in silos. So if you're just getting some sort of basic sort of uh, support at home all the way through to complex needs and residential care, you know, at each part of that journey, it, you can have sort of different providers. There's no continuum of care, you know. So I think that's mm. what we need. You start with the, the ba- very basic care and you need that support and a very clear um, transition kind of all the way through. So I, I think that providers have to think of that more, but certainly directionally they're, they're saying the thinking should be along that continuum of care rather than this is a, a specific part of that sort of care you look after. Well, you have to connect that into the overall. So trying to make it as easy as possible because, you know, having sort of done it myself, there is sort of huge emotional challenges for any family that that sort of goes through this and, you know, trying to support the family in it, trying to make it as clear and and, and, um, as easy as possible, I think is, um, you know, a really important part of it because you're, you're dealing with enough challenges as it is. Mike, what do you think we could be doing better to care for older Australians? One of the statistics that, that come to me, and I'm not, I'll start with a kind of a broad community responsibility then specifically in the providers, but in a broad community context, there is research that shows that every, across every single facility in Australia, there's over sort of 3,000, that there are 40% uh, who aren't visited at all in any given year. Mm. So it just has a sense to me that we're not as a country saying that our elderly are valued. We're mm. not connecting with them, we're not supporting, we're not valuing them. Yeah. And I, I think that that's something that we you know, really should reflect on as a nation. Not, we're not outsourcing our elderly, they're our elderly. Mm. And they have incredible stories and contributions and, and value. So how we, I mean, there's all types of volunteering programs that people could participate in. 
that could make a real difference. There's, uh, on, a, on a personal level, um, there are a whole number of ways that you could say, well, like I want to not, not just help in terms of just visitation, but there are activities, there are engagements, and there are ways that we can improve the quality of life of those residential facilities. I think the onus is on us as a community to think about that, and on a on a specific level, in in, in terms of facilities, it's about valuing each and every person. Hmm. So it's not just how do we deal with the the issues of the dressing this morning. How do we make sure they get a meal? It's understanding them deeply and personally. We had a resident in one of our facilities who was goes out most days and sort of snaps branches off um, the hedges out the back. And sometimes he throws them around, but it impacts no one. Um, in that cottage, the, he- the hedge is terrible. Um, in all the other cottages, they're beautiful. But it doesn't matter. And I've reflected on the team. I said, why do they do that? And they said, well, he really enjoys it. It doesn't impact anyone. So we've let him do it. And we've also learned about his history. And his history was he used to be uh, in an orphanage in Italy, and uh, when he was there, he was the eldest child and they didn't get enough food during the day. So at night, he used to go out um, and get berries and fruit, you know, from trees surrounding uh, mm. the orphanage and bring them back to the kids. So there's a sense of what looked like a terrible behaviour is actually quite beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, and so upholding him and his story is where you do deep understanding of the individual you know, that's part of our role and that's what our carers do. And that's why I think the value that they do and understanding that, um, we need to go person by person, understand them individually, their story, how we can connect them into the community and keep them, them a big part of it and the value of them um, ongoing. So, you know, that to me is where the providers can make a real difference. That is that individual personalised care and understanding and more broadly at the community, um, there's a whole range of activities that I think we can do uh, to connect in and value our elderly. Mm. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that story. It does really bring home, you know, doesn't it, that individual value of each person and that they have a full life before um, you've seen them. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. No, it's going to do. Thank you. That is Mike Baird, the, the former Premier of New South Wales, now the CEO of Hammond Care, a Christian charity with expertise in health, aged care and dementia care. We've been discussing the findings of the Royal Commission into Aged Care. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.